What is up, everybody? And welcome back to Italian Football TV. Just the two of us again. Half the people are happy that they just see us. Half the people are not, that Antonio's <laughs> not here. Guys, we're trying to bang out a podcast before, uh, you know, today, nice and early. And uh, the rest of the crew was uh, not available. So we said, all right, let's set up the camera angle a little bit different. Maybe people are going to enjoy this one. Yeah, I'm I mean. I'm stuck here with you. Uh, exactly. It's two of us. Anto's not here, so the people that want Anto probably clicked off. So thanks for joining in anyway. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to talk about the round. There was some excitement. Wild. It, it, it was wow. fun. It I, was, think, I think Antonio's still fun. out celebrating that uh, that Leal goal <laughs> and, uh, and dreaming of a, a nice the derby goal. win. Uh, but guys, yeah, I, I let, let's get right into it. This is, Mike, I know you you haven't been following the Serie A for that long. You've been following it for, let's say, 10 years now, right? Since you were 15, 16 About. In, uh, in high school. Yeah. I will say, in my entire lifetime, I do not remember a single Serie A season that is crazy. as intense and crazy as this one. Genuinely, genuinely, I never know what's mm. going to happen in matches. Nothing is beginning to surprise me anymore. Even we just finished watching the Spezia match where Spezia nearly, they, they could have even won the match yeah, in, a, in a crazy fashion. So many games are having uh, an insane amount of goals, uh, big comebacks, upsets. And I, I mean, I just feel so lucky that this year we're getting this kind of season. And it's the only league in the world that's actually having like a title race, Champions League spot, and a relegation battle. Dude, do you realize all the other top five leagues are like done by like 10 point differences from the from the rest of the positions and the Serie A is fighting uh, not just in uh, not just for the Scudetto but the Champions League the European spots and of course the relegation so it's, it's extra fun. spicy it's just like a fun season yeah. like I, I think that uh, it's the first time that I'm realizing I'm getting people that are outside like the Serie A bubble that are like talking about it that's cool like what are we missing out on yeah. hold up I need to tune in because like you said you're watching the other leagues and you're like alright maybe maybe there's still really good football there but it's not as exciting and mm. it's not as intense and this this weekend it literally just did that again like we it blew the race completely open Inter is no longer in the lead for the Scudetto. They have one game less, but Milan is in first place. You know, now one they're point, recording this point up front. after this round, after they tied with uh, with Napoli and, and Milan got this win. Yeah. And what a momentum shift! Because I think even even a couple of weeks ago, we knew it was exciting, right? But everyone on our table kept saying, "Yeah, but Inter's gonna win." Mm. Now is the first time where I'm looking at even the the performance of Napoli, the performances of Milan. And I'm saying to myself, there are matches where they can really go on and, and potentially win the Scudetto. No, I agree. And just for Inter, I think I gave a lot of uh, credit to Inter. And, you know, albeit they have an incredible squad and um, they're the reigning champions. But now I feel like they're not as invincible as I once mm, thought. I agree. They're, I feel like, yeah, they still have the most deepest roster. But there's some cracks in that, you know, where a lot of teams are exploiting mm. and they're finding ways to really give them a lot of trouble and a lot of run for their money. I mean, Napoli, uh, if they f finish with chances, especially in the first half, they could have very well won that game. And that, that goes to show Inter's having, the first time this season, having a little rough patch. And a lot of the teams are taking advantage of that. Uh, like, you, well, not Juventus this round, but uh, prior. Milan, uh, Napoli's been doing very good too overall, considering, you know, January just finished with AFCON and everything. But, uh, you know, everyone was saying, as you're saying, uh, Inter's going to win, Inter's going to win. Now there's a lot more question marks all together. And this league's getting, Serie A's getting even more exciting than when, than when uh, what we once thought, for so sure. So for me, I'll just say, I think Inter still is the best team. And I think they yeah. they will go down as playing, you know, my, my favorite style. Just personally, like the way that I watch that team play, mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. But it's like you said, it's, it's normal... 
there's very few teams that are ever perfect in in the world, right? And Inter was going through great moments for you know large period of the time ever since like October November. They really hit the stride where they seemed invincible, like they seemed like nothing was going to stop them. Mm-hmm. And now for the first time, we're starting to even doubt their their attack and and Lautaro Martinez and and Edin Dzeko, even exactly. though he did score, but their their duo together. Mm-hmm. If in these tough moments they can pull themselves out, and I think that we saw that in the in the loss in the derby, but now also in this tie. Uh, against Napoli, so that it does it blows it up, and also we have to remember that they're playing against Liverpool come this weekend. We hope Wednesday. that they could help represent Serie A really well and and do a great job at Liverpool. But it just adds to the pressure that they have, even though I still think they're the best team. Guys, listen, this is the craziest Serie A season that I can ever remember in my lifetime. Literally, we have one point separating first to third place, three teams that will all fight until the death. For the Scudetto, we got Inter, we got Napoli, we got Milan. And then it doesn't stop there because there is an even crazier Champions League race where from 4th to 6th place, there's only 6 points. 4th to 7th place, there's only 6 points separating them. If you are not watching Serie A, you are simply missing out. Calcio's the gift that keeps on giving, guys. And Marco, I think we have a great deal for them too. We're not just going to leave them empty-handed like that. What kind of people would we be, right? We are not because if you are in America, you could stream all of the Serie A matches and Champions League, by the way, which is coming back this weekend. On Paramount Plus, which is our premium sponsor of IFTV. That's right. Basically, all of our content because they love the IFTV community. They love you guys. Especially. And we have a deal for them because you cannot miss Serie A. You cannot. If you never watched it, you have to make sure you do this. The top of our description, the link at the top of our description, you will get Paramount Plus, a seven-day free trial, and then $4.99 a month after that. Wow. That's not bad. And Marco, if you do get it for the year, you do save 16% on that. And Which as you were, do you know how to count? I, I really don't. But, you know, for Paramount, I actually put some numbers together. I actually got a calculator because there's a deal you cannot beat. You get all this culture action. You get the European games. You get the TV shows. You get the movies. Live TV, I mean. Amazing Race. Going. I watch Amazing Race. Guys, tune into Amazing Race. The season's actually really good. I got to check that out. a couple people left. But Marco, even if you go to, uh, that, that's cheaper than if you go get a coffee at so many of these, uh, you know, hippie coffee shops over here. We got so a lot of ready, those in Brooklyn. So you already make your money back in an instant. Just watching a couple of games, it's extraordinary. It's true. It's true. Guys, uh, they're supporting us. We need to support them. Paramount Plus is our sponsor. Link in the top of the description. Wherever you are, make sure you go and buy your subscription. And back to the podcast. There we go. Let's start off with that game because uh, oh, yeah. for me, that was the the big one. We kept saying that this weekend we were going to learn a lot about the Serie A, and I think we learned two things. I think we learned one, what we just said, that Napoli and Milan can genuinely win the Scudetto this year. And I would no longer be surprised. I think I would have been surprised having said this a couple months ago. And number two, Juventus is out of this Scudetto potential race and and crazy hope for it. We'll get to the second part later. Mm -hmm. Napoli played unbelievable the first half. half, They were fantastic, brilliant. They scored on a penalty kick early on, rightfully so, a penalty Mm -hmm. kick. De Vrij's form has really dipped as of late. And uh, Napoli, they looked possessed. Like, I kept telling myself, who is this Napoli that has a fire in their eyes that they want to win everything? And they were they were doing amazing with Lobotka, who's a low-key, such a great player He's and a bowler. Beast. Koulibaly came back from African Cup of Nations. He tasted winning a little bit. He tasted the, the lifting of the trophy with Senegal. Congrats to him. And he said, I want this again. He played unbelievable. There was one time he had a tackle that I said to myself, okay, number one, there's no way he's going to get that tackle. 
He slid in, won the bowl. It was about to go out for a corner kick. He stopped it from going to a corner kick. Mm. He was a man on a mission. And then you pair him with Rahmani, who's doing really well this season, and Napoli showed the squad they are. With all that being said, though, second half came out slow. Jeko, a little bit of a rebound, takes a shot, 1-1. And for me, towards that second half, that end of the second half, it was more Inter than it was Napoli. So again, kind of like the Derby, a tale of two halves, mm-hmm. where the first half not, first half Napoli was really good, and then second half Inter was. No, I agree with you on that. It was kind of written in the stars where if Napoli weren't going to get a second goal, it was almost likely that they weren't going to win that game because a, mm. a, a lot of these games, they go like that, man. If you don't take your chances... It's going to be very hard to defend, you know, the reigning champs uh, who have uh, the most goals in the league uh, still currently. And, um, yeah, like you said, great half from Napoli, but they were not clinical enough. They played incredible, fun-to-watch football from Spalletti. I, I tip my hat to them. Really good football, Because it's looking good. And he really, really good. He really brought in, a, a like, a... A do or die attitude mm. to Napoli, and I, I really respect that because a lot of people say, "Oh, Spalletti is not the top coach. Spalletti is not this, not that." But he's really showing that he transformed with the culture in Naples, and he mm. really, I he's agree. really embracing it, and it's showing a lot in his players because they have each other's back. They got the, they Katsima, got the u- exactly. They got the unity you know, over there. You know what I love about him the most? He's going with the right mentality. He's going with with honey rather than vinegar, right? He ne- you see him happy. Like yeah. I listened to his press conference. The guy said that, he said, we are so happy we've had a smile on our face for the entire week. This is before the game. He said, even when we were sleeping, we probably had a smile on our face. When you go into this with this love and this passion and, and embracing the culture and the city. You're not as pressured. I just think that, I think that magic creates and, mm. and I felt that magic. I, I will say though, um, uh, Insigne, by the way, we should say that he he overtook Maradona for all-time goal scoring for in Napoli, Napoli yeah. 116. Incredible. Six goals, all of them are penalty kicks though. No goals from open play for Insigne. But listen, it is what it is. I was a little bit nervous for him on the penalty kick. Me I'm not too. Lie. He hit it nicely. Hanadovich went the right side, but he, he got it. No, no, yeah. he hit it perfect. Yeah. The only thing I'll say, uh, two other topics that I would want to hit. The first one, I was disappointed though on both coaches. Maybe I shouldn't say disappointed. I No, I was disappointed. I'm going to stick with that. The substitutions. I felt like they both had two guys on the bench that I wanted to see early on. I wanted to see Alexis Sanchez, who for me deserved to start over Lautaro Martinez this match mm. because he's been playing better mm-hmm. and he's a more dangerous threat than Lautaro at this current moment. I think it's now nine games that Lautaro hasn't scored from open, open play. play. He just has a penalty kick. For me, when you wear the number 10, the number 10 of Inter is a heavy shirt. You need to come out and perform, especially when your team needs you. So... They put him in the 84th minute, and Mertens for Napoli. I thought it was screaming for Mertens mm. way earlier in the match. I think it did come back to both of these sides, looking at each other and respecting each other and saying, hey, these guys are really good. I don't want to completely overexpose myself because if we lose this game, then it's like a nightmare. When mm. you tie it, it's kind of like both were were rather happy. I know there's a lot of Napoli fans that are pissed off out mm. there about the tie, but I still think that a tie is 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 a really good result. And for Inter, it's natural. Like, you're not going to win every single game. As good as you are, it's it's unrealistic to imagine that. And it's only very special teams that, that come out in history that are always able to win. It's a normal reaction. I think that, yeah, for Inter fans, I, I don't know how much there is to be worried. You still have a game that you're going to have to make up against Bologna. And the destiny is in your hands. And that's a better outcome than, than you could have expected. But the pressure is on. A lot, a lot, yeah, a lot more pressure is on. Too. A lot more, and yeah, and hopefully they're saying, 
hoping Bastoni could make it for the Liverpool game for the people that are asking. So there's some optimism in that. But I do agree with the point with La- I would have sat out Lautaro just to show that no spot is guaranteed for anyone. And I feel like Alexis, whenever he plays, man, he fights for every ball. He's such a pest to the defenders and he always high press. I really I really thought he should have started that match. Um, we, we know Jacko. Jacko works hard. He... Um, and uh, with with Inzaghi right now, I think this is gonna show. This is gonna show what kind of coach mm. he is. If he can take his team now out of the trenches, which it feels like, because there's a lot, a lot of teams breathing on his neck. I want to see how he reacts to this. Because Gaetano, your dad specifically, isn't the you know he's not the biggest uh, fan of Inzaghi. So I want to see if he can do what a big coach could do. And uh, this has a lot to tell. The next few games is going to be big for Inter. So let's uh, let's preview before we move on uh, to who really won this match because I think there's somebody who did win oh, this yeah. match. Even though it was a tie, let's let's preview the Champions League a little bit. The this match Inter against Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool is we know one of the best teams in the world. They've got great attacking ability. They're they're coached extremely well. Everyone and their mother has Liverpool winning this game. And uh, and again, I always speak from our perspective. You know, we live in New York where everyone around us is just a Premier League fan by nature, boom, right away. They just ride on the, the tail horse of a, of a Liverpool. Respect if you're really a Liverpool fan. You've been there for a long time. But I'm just saying from our perspective of what we deal with, mm-hmm. I think that this match is is more difficult for Liverpool than, than they expect. I spoke to some of my friends that support the club, and they said the one thing that they probably could struggle with is uh, they're attacking. They haven't been as great going forward. And considering Inter's defense is extremely strong, you know, hopefully that's one one place that we'll be able to counter them. And I think also the element of of surprise, and maybe they're not expecting Inter to be this good. The one thing I will say is that Inter, it's not my my the bitter taste in my mouth is that we're not getting that best Inter in the best moment. Yes, Bastoni's coming back, but they're coming off of a couple games where and, momentum uh, is right. not there. It's not not everything is clicking as it was, and I wish it could have been that. But the first game is in Italy. You need to go out there with a good mentality. And I think contrary to Antonio Conte, who has a different style and approach in Champions League, I believe that Inzaghi's style fits better. They've had like 16 different goal scorers this season. I think that helps out in Europe. And he likes to go for it. He wants to keep pushing forward and not calculate like, oh, we're up 1-0, let's sit back. Or at 0-0, we'll think about the next leg. I definitely think Inzaghi is a little bit more, well, a lot more versatile with his Inter squad than Conte was. So I think Inter obviously is going to be on the back foot here, especially with their main man, Barella, who's going to be suspended for the first leg, which is going to be very tough because, you know, to me, he, he makes everything happen in that midfield. And uh, I do think that element of surprise, I think that's a great point that you brought up on that sense. They could definitely do some damage. I, a lot of people are counting Inter out for this one. So bad. That's what There's I'm saying. Nothing, I'm, they I'm, have holding, enough, I'm but, holding back. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally, I just want to be, I just <laughs> yeah, want to be right. I want, I have, I have like a list of people that funny. I'm ready to message. And I just, I just want a Serie A team to knock them Inter out. Inter so definitely do have the quality. It's how much it'll show up, mm-hmm. and it is a. Diff- they're not the most informed that they have. If they played them a couple of months ago, I'd be so much more confident. Mm-hmm. It's just a strange. We little- watched Liverpool though against Milan, and yes, I know Liverpool won the match. Uh, for me, Inter's a better team than Milan is, mm-hmm. especially in the moment that they played Milan. They still. Oh yeah, not and complete- Milan weren't Milan weren't playing well. They were. That time. They really weren't. Yeah. So that gives me a little bit of confidence. It's not that same Liverpool of a couple years ago. 
that when they won the Champions League, I looked at them and said, yeah. okay. But they're still, Wrap it still up, a top, top team. They're yeah. a top team, yeah. but not as strong. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with playing I agree them. With I like you. this matchup. I don't hate it. I'm reading the probables. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vidal's expected to stay in for um, for Barella. That's what they're saying now. Who oh, gives man. some experience. Liability too sometimes. A little bit. Um, and they're saying still he has the doubt between Lautaro and Sanchez who he starts. Um, mm-hmm. It's a difficult one. I think that if Lautaro does start, he really needs to step up and need to be a great player. I'm confident with our Italian teams though. I think that we're going to prove uh, them well and and let's go. Let's uh, let's hope Inter can uh, show us and, and put on a good display for Serie A. All the momentum we're having as a league right now. If we would be able to stop a Liverpool, I think that pushes us. It's been a magical year. I keep saying it to myself. It feels like everything is clicking. And I don't know. I don't know if maybe we did good in in another life that finally it's starting (laughs) to pay off. But we're getting the most exciting league. You know, we got three, four teams that are challenging for the league. And for some reason, in my my mind, um, maybe it's it's my heart speaking that an Italian team is going to go forward. Let's see. Let's um, see. First leg in Italy, regardless, at the Meazza. So let's see. Let's see. I'm having positive vibes, regardless of this game. Yeah, the real winners of this game, I would say, is uh, Milan. Yeah. I think that they were they were loving this. They won one zero against Sampdoria. Yeah. Leao scored a goal that was phenomenal. You got to talk about Vanyan. He's a, he's a oh, Leao first. Phenomenal. The three touches, Mike. Three touches. That was great. First one to control the ball and beat his man. The second one to angle and make sure the man, the defender could not come. And the third one to finish it. That was incredible. That is fantastic. The guy is playing with a smile on his face. I think it's his seventh goal this season. And what a player he's turning into. That goal is going to be one of the highlights of his career when he retires and be like, yo, remember that goal? And it's going to, it's definitely going to stick. Because it was just so beautiful. It was just so beautiful. If they did go on and win the Scudetto and you think about the pressure that was in this moment. Uh, Manon, take it away. I mean, Manon, that, first of all, Donnarumma, he was great, but I don't think <laughs> Milan fans have really missed You're a goalkeeper. Dude, Manjan's looking so good and for a fraction of the salary. <laughs> and he, we, can uh, he can play with bro. He's good. He is so much like I never seen him play, obviously, at Lille, but he is so good. He's com- like you're not like nervous right. with him. He's comfortable with his hands and he doesn't bring any drama, which is another great thing so also. Far. Uh, dude, um, Leao, another player. When he came in, I always thought this guy's so raw. He's so raw. He needs time. He doesn't have any finishing. He This season in particular, he took a lot of responsibility. And I do want to give a lot of credit. I feel like Zlatan helped him mature a lot. Even though you know he hasn't been playing a lot. I think in the locker room, him as a player just... He he could take on a man. He can fool so many players. His speed causes so many problems. And now he's he's improving on his finishing capabilities, which I always thought was the biggest weakness of his. Dude, the way he's improving, he's uh, it's incredible. And the only bad thing about this is he's Portuguese, and he's probably going to be playing against they, Italy next I, month. I spoke to somebody that's Portuguese. They said that he doesn't get cold up. Dude, when Fernando Santos, uh, Portugal's coach, sees how he's while he's playing, I'm sure he's going to get the cold I don't know. Up. Hopefully not. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully not, but dude, he's he's been I'm just, he's what blossoming. I, heard, I thought I, thought I heard that he might not even get cold up. Anyway, that's besides the matter. The thing that impresses me the most, and I'm going to say I'll, I'll say it, Milan is the most team. As a team, they're, yeah. they're the, they are the most united. I would say I so. watch, I watch them, and I, I've been watching even the, their content behind the scenes of the derby. They're, the content that Milan's putting out on social media, by the way, my my applause to them. They're they're killing it. They're they're ahead of a lot of teams. Um, but what I was saying, 
I feel that sense of everybody fighting for themselves. There was a couple moments where they're just winning the ball. One player loses the ball, and I know this is what you're supposed to do in a team, but it doesn't often happen. They're like they're they're possessed to win the ball back immediately and help their teammate out who just took a step back or who made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that from everybody. And even a player like Kalulu, who was so doubted. The things that I heard about Kalulu before the derby, I mean, it was it was like we 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 put you in defense over there. And now all of a sudden, what are we saying? Everybody, now? and now all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Look how good Kalulu is." That comes because the team chemistry is so good. No, Everyone yeah. is fighting for each other. It's not that there's just these starters. The rest get out of here. Even Romagnoli is playing really good. <laughs> Surprisingly, I will say Sampdoria didn't play. They they didn't yeah, they, they didn't, didn't come out. They didn't they didn't even try to play. Um, so to be fair uh, on that side, and the other thing, I got a hot take. I got a hot take. This, might, this might piss some people off. I'm sorry, I roll up the sleeves just in case somebody comes. That's a spicy one for sure. Milan plays better with Giroud than Ibrahimovic. I watch Giroud's play. He does so much. Besides, forget the goals. Off the he ball. does so much setting up his teammates. Mm. And he runs like a maniac. He's constantly running. There's a lot of times he heads the ball down to set his teammates up in the right position. He's more mobile. And the, the thing that... And of course, this is nitpicking, right? I'm not saying Ibra's bad, but I think that... When Ibra's on, when he doesn't score, it's kind of like he doesn't contribute as much to a team, right? When he scores, it's great. That. Yeah. But it's it's a great thing. This is every big team, every team that wants to compete for something, that. you need to have two really good players in a squad. So it's a great, you know, it's a great problem, problem yeah, to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I'm playing in an important match. I'm playing Giroud just because I feel like he helps the overall team a lot better than Ibra. There's, I get what you're saying there. There's also some factors, age, of course, and... Ibra hasn't really gotten consistent minutes in terms of not being injured in between them. But Ibra brings, I think he bring, he's the one that brings the team together. Even I though, Even though on the field he might not be as effective in 100%. terms of stats with Giroud, he's like a second coach. And I don't think him with him uh, not coming in, I don't think Milan would be in this position be at all. I agree with that. Yeah. Remember, I, I remember reading his interview where he said when he first arrived, nobody was running. Mm-hmm. And he said that he got everybody to listen to him yeah. and everyone was running and training except Leal. He said Leal was the only one that took time and then he eventually got it. But that's something that Ibra brings. Pioli he has does. even said that sometimes I don't need to speak in the locker room. Yeah. Zlatan goes and he says the right thing. So I 100%. I'm just saying on the, when, on the 11, yeah. I'm seeing a lot from I Giroud that. that I didn't expect. I expected me in the beginning of the season yeah. to say Ibra has to be the starter. I didn't think Giroud, Giroud would, to be honest. I didn't think Giroud would be as good and as impactful as he's been. That's which a is, nicer way of saying. Which is, it. but to be honest, maybe he found a calling over here. I, I don't know how effective he was at Chelsea. Maybe he wasn't the most, but I feel like maybe. Uh, Pioli gave him a lot more responsibility. And even maybe Zlatan said, listen, I might not be playing as many games as I want. I want to give you, you know, you're the, one of the most experienced. Mm-hmm. You've been around. You've been mm-hmm. to all these leagues. He's doing I got to put you as a leader he and is. setting an example. And I think everything's really blending together for Milan. And right now, even though, yeah, Inter have a game in hand, Milan psychologically just being at first, it gives you belief, man. And if you give a team that fights, that does everything, a little spark of belief, they could they could do it. There's only dude, there's only three months left in the scudetto. It's not that much time. The scudetto is almost over. The campeonato is almost done. You don't have. To, it's not that much of a marathon anymore. It's getting closer to the finish line. So it could very well be possible, you know, and especially because Inter are having those um, stubbles and slips and stuff. You never know what could happen. Inter's still favorites, but you never know in this league. Speaking of the finish line, when we get to the end of the season, 
this is a direct question to you. Oh boy. Are Roma going to regret bringing Mourinho in? Hmm. They tied 2-2 uh, to Sassuolo. Yeah. They're lacking a lot of character and and the team is not looking like it's really improved. Will they regret bringing Mourinho in for such a high salary? I mean, I don't think uh, they're going to regret it only because I never like judging players or coaches just after one season. I think it's going to take more than a season to really let it percolate in your head and be like, was this the right move? Um, I think this is more of an uh, an experimental year, especially with the new ownership with Roma. And the, I think the fans just got to be really patient because let's be realistic. No one, you don't like, you didn't expect Roma to be in the top four in the beginning of the season, which is, you know, which is fine. You know, you're the building. Argu- the argument is, the, yeah, but the argument is, are you getting better? Are you actually building? I, I don't think you can, uh, mid-season, I don't think it's something that you can look at. That's something after the season is completed. Uh, that's where you weigh the pros and cons. For me, still, uh, the I don't think Mourinho did anything. I would, yeah, he could have done better, but there's you don't evaluate it now. It's too early for me to even look at something. You know what so I'm saying? I, I I agree with you, and I think that they're exact. They're almost exactly where I would have imagined them. They're beyond um, Inter, Milan, Napoli, Juventus. Yeah, and quali- them, quality uh, finishing above Lazio. But I do I do understand the Roma fans, and and I've seen the turn now. I've seen the turn on Mourinho uh, from the fans that I was not expecting. I, I think I thought that everyone was going to be under the same impression of, yeah, guys, this is this is a year that we're not going to go and and really you know see too much of a difference. Yeah. But I'm seeing them mad at at the style that they're playing, and that there's no improvements, and that the team is even lacking passes. They're lacking determination. They're lacking looking like a group. And then. He's also said he's called out lots of players saying that they're Serie Chi players, right? That's yeah, what Corriere says that he yeah. called them, that they're lacking courage, that, that they should not be playing at this level. Now, if that has merit, I can't say because we're not in the locker room. But I do think that they don't have a great crop of players. Should he be doing better? I Yes, I agree with that. He should be doing better. But when you got Mourinho, you commit to this three years, and for me... I'm I'm allowing somebody to come into this culture, uh, come into this job, and change the culture of a team. He has to instill a mentality into them. That's not easy. Now, is it the same Mourinho of the past? No, I'm not comparing him to when he was during the Triplete. It's a different football. It's a different style. It's a different, different group. Era. He is reinventing himself with the group of Roma players that he has. So I'm with you. I understand that people will be mad at us for saying this, but I'm still giving Mourinho until the end of the season. See what happens in the transfer market. And then we'll determine next year exactly. where they need to get closer to getting to that fourth spot. The the team, the the club needs to back them up. The one thing I'll say is it would be very stupid of the club as an organization, and they'll look like fools if they do this, if they did sack Mourinho or if they did move on or if he decides to leave. Yeah, I agree. It would look stupid I agree. because it would be a lack of self-awareness of what you got yourself into. When you got Mourinho, I did not expect that much difference from right now. The Friedkin group... The Friedkin group, um, I'm pretty optimistic about them. It seems like they are backing him uh, in terms of a financial point of view. Because in the Mercato, uh, for the most part, Mourinho got what he asked for. He got Maitland Niles. He got Oliveira. And so far, they're they're paying dividends. They are they are in the starting lineup. And I think in, um, in summer, I think he's going to get a few more players. And I'm sure before they sign, they talked about... Uh, they want to build a project, so I don't think they'll, you know, flip a switch and be like, okay. Uh, I hope. 
I, I hope I so hope. too, but I'm also optimistic. More than just hoping, I, I'm optimistic that Romo are looking to build for the future, and it's not going to be anything short term. The one, the other thing I'll say is we have to give a lot of credit to Sassuolo. They were yeah. without Raspadori. They were without Skamaka. Skamaka. And some of the things that I I read and I feel like it lacks so much perspective. This is a Sassuolo side that has stolen points from everybody. I think they beat they beat Milan. They beat Juventus. Did they? I think they tied uh, Napoli. They got results. They got results against them and Lazio too. All the teams I mentioned, I don't remember who's the win and who's the losses, mm-hmm. but they got results against all of those sides. Yeah. So Roma, yes, you're allowed to be within those teams that get it stolen from. And I, I get that we're looking at an overall picture, but for today's result, Sassuolo steals from a lot of sides. I give credit to Dionisi as well because he's without um, a lot of his players. The one thing I'll say is just he's constantly showing to me that he is he motivates his team for the big teams. Mm-hmm. And then they'll lose 4-0 to Sampdoria. You have a good group of players. You have young players who maybe they want to play in these big matches yeah. to show themselves on this world stage. Like even Maxime Lopez, who we've been talking about for over a year. Uh, we've loved this player. French baller. He's really starting to develop as a young talent. If you have not watched Maxime Lopez, guys, you got to watch him because he's fantastic. But for me, they need to do better in the smaller games if they want to get into a European spot next year. I know, I agree. I think Sassuolo, perfect nickname, would be a giant killer for them. I think that's more of a basketball term or more of an American sports term. But they just, they're the team that, that have the motivation problems, ego problems too. They only get motivated for those big games. Just last week, they got stomped by Sampdoria 4-0. to zero, Absolutely annihilated uh, by them. So it's one of those topsy-turvy teams. But you know if Sassuolo's playing a top six team, you're not going to miss that game. You're going to be like, let's get a run. Uh, they always give them a run for their money. And it, yeah, like you said, Skamaka wasn't playing. Uh, Raspadori uh, wasn't playing either, suspended. So there's a lot to go uh, with that. They are fun to watch. They always remind me of... Uh, Atalanta on a budget, like a smaller kind of Atalanta, because they play that fun, attractive football. Not the best defense, but you see some goals, and they produce players, man. You're talking about Maxime Lopez, also Fratesi that took Locatelli's spot. He's, He's really bright over there. My boy Kiriakopoulos playing left back. I'm always watching the games because of him, but they just they're just a fun team to watch, and especially against the top six times, Dionisi overtaken um, the Zerbi who went to Ukraine. It's as if he didn't leave. He has the same philosophy as him as a coach. That comes from the club. What was that? That comes from the club. I mean, it's kind of ingrained in them, but he kind of overtook them, and they have that same identity. The only thing is, if they do want to push for that European spot, they do have to wake up a little bit when they do play more of the mid-table to the bottom half of the teams. But, um, yeah. All right, boys. Manscaped is back, sponsoring our IFTV podcast, and we got you covered. Use code IFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. It is as simple as that. We are getting down to the wire of getting the Scudetto. Mike, do you know what Scudetto champions do? Tell, tell us, Marco. They take care of their body because they are champions. Guys, be a champion. Be a Scudetto champion. Get yourself the new Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I'm using it all the time, even throughout winter. I do not care. I always keep myself nice and clean. <laughs> there we and go. And even Michael, I, I compliment you every once in a while. You've gotten in better shape. I see the comments like, oh, look at his biceps. He's looking good. He's thinned out. 
you know, if you shave down now your chest, your your stomach, yeah. you're gonna look more ripped. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't done anything differently. I was just uh, <laughs> using Manscaped. So you don't have to work out. I, I mean, I haven't ran a single mile, to be honest. Manscaped's Wise. making me look jacked over here, looking me in better shape. But regardless, since we do have this amazing partnership, I have been using Manscaped a lot more and does make a huge difference. And there's a, a bunch of new features that I do like. The skin safe technology is definitely one. Because let's be honest, we all have those incidents that we never want to talk about, but it happens. You mentioned those a lot. Exactly. But Manscaped, it hasn't happened once, and I'm so happy with it. And let's not forget, you could do this in the shower, clean, safe. Everything goes down the drain. You could forget about it, and you it's just that drain, easy. Mike. Yeah, maybe. It works like that. So far, it's pretty good. And it also has a flashlight attached to it, so you can get every little hair, Marco. It does not mess around here. And another thing that I didn't think I needed, the Crop Preserver Bold deodorant i didn't think i needed i thought i just needed like a cologne for my wrist my neck and i was good but dude i used this and it was one of those things that it's like you never knew you need it till you used it there we go so incredible stuff and the fourth generation performance package from manscaped is here it's a perfect combination for oh, yeah. everything that manscaped has guys again 20% off plus free shipping using code iftv Can't it is that. that simple the link is in the top of the description one more time 20% off free shipping code IFTV. They are supporting us. Guys, go on and support them. It's such an easy gift to give to any of your friends. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Last game, uh, the one of the biggest ones of the round two, Atalanta-Juventus. Oh, boy. Uh, a wild match that, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of different opinions on this game as well. Mm -hmm. um, definitely different than, than what I was expecting. Atalanta have a terrible home record. If they played all of their games at home, they would finish in 12th place. Probably. If they, no, no, it's a fact. They would all oh, currently their, their table. Oh, yeah, the thing. If they oh, played okay. all of their games at home, they would be in 12th place. I wasn't just pulling. Oh, out okay. Of my, I thought you were just ass. saying that. If they played all of their games, if they played all their games away, they would be in first I place. I got you. So you're saying if the whole table was all home yes. games, they would be in 12th. And yeah. away, they would be first. That's and insane. They were without Zapata. They were without Musso. They were without Palomino, who didn't make he doesn't make a big difference. They were without all these guys with a poor home record they went up 1-0 with Malinowski and I give them credit Malinowski. for the style and structure that they played I think that they played to the best of their abilities you know it's not that it wasn't a great Atalanta yeah. that I would say alright this is the, the team that we watch but even despite the amount of players that, that they missed uh, Sportiello proved his quality made some big 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 saves they showed that why you can't ride them out for also for the for the Champions League for that Champions League spot even without those players the last second of the match, Juventus get a corner kick. Boom. Danilo scores a goal. And before the corner kick happened, I said, I said, this is the corner. This decides the season. Juventus loses this match. I don't care what how many games they have left. They're they're done with Champions League. Mm -hmm. You're done. Atalanta beat you in their home. No. You're not you're not going yeah. overtopping them. And they still had a game in hand. I mean the point saves yeah. Juventus's hope of a Champions League. But we will say, I know coming into this match, a lot of people saying, Oh, if they win. They're going to go to the Scudetto. I thought Juventus were going to win this match. It's over. Scudetto, the hope of trying to win a Scudetto is over. If you do, you have this match in front of you, you have to win it. They're uh, not there. Juventus are I, not there. I think you are being a little harsh on them. Even if they did lose, which I believe they probably should have, um, I don't think now a one-point difference would make that much it, of a difference. Personally, for me. It's two points. Uh, they got a draw. Yeah. So yeah. they would have another two points if they won. No, no, you're saying a draw and a loss. You said no, it would no. be if they lost. Okay, if they lost, yeah. Champions League, that's it. Yeah. 
If they won, they would have had a hope for no, a Scudetto. But okay, I'm saying from the draw now. Is, is, it, the draw, is no, it over? No, no, no. Absolutely not. They're still in for Champions League. Oh, so for one point is what for I'm Champions saying. Champions League. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, but I said oh. for the Scudetto. Oh, for the Scudetto. Yeah. Uh, Scudetto's done. That's a different that's piece. It. There's no, there's no, they're not coming in. I want to talk about, I counted Atalanta out 100%. I was like, oh, this is perfect for Juve. Juve are doing well. Vlaovic is doing great. Atalanta, the complete opposite. They're hitting their rough patch, which where other Serie A teams hit it a few months uh, prior. Uh, injuries. And I was like, oh, this is begging for a Vlahovic, uh, score a couple of goals, you know, finish it and keep that distance uh, from Atalanta. Atalanta. But, dude, Atalanta, first of all, that rocket. Uh, second of all, that Hatebor open net. Third of all, that Muriel open net. They could have... Norm- bro, to be honest, they missed two open Juventus nets. Had, Juventus had a lot of chances, too. Vlahovic was in front of the net. They had, Juventus had a lot of chances that they could have scored. Yeah, but too. he shot it right at him, right? Okay, the, okay. Sportiello pulled the masterclass. Okay, Bahatabor missed in front of the net. Muriel missed an open net. I'm just saying, if things just went normally, Atalanta would have got the three points and would have been like, oh, Juve messed up. But Danilo saved the day. And um, I really think Atalanta, a lot of people don't think Atalanta are a big team, but the past few seasons that they qualified for Champions League, I think that really cemented at least their mentality of, look, we don't have the best squad. We're going to grind it out and we're going to show to everyone we're here to stay. We're a Champions League team. And that's what they showed me. And they definitely proved me wrong because they were seconds away from winning. And, you know, uh, as I said, what, with what happened. And there's a lot of question marks for me with Juventus because they knew what was was on the line and they were not they're not there yet they were they did not convince me at all and they're they should have beat this because team because they're not there they're not they're not at the level Napoli Milan and Inter are in a separate category they are at a different level than mm. where Juventus and Atalanta are and you saw that I think everyone got overly excited where Juventus were winning these games they were picking up momentum they have Vlaovic they got Zakaria and People, the, the word Scudetto started to appear in the front cover. Yeah. I think people got excited of where their reality actually is. Now, I, I, the thing that I will say is, I think Juventus played for their standards. They played a really good game. Like for for where for where they've played all year. That's fair. They still haven't been being a top four team. The thing that I'm disappointed That's in. True. Two big things. Two massive things. Number one, going out with that midfield to, from the start of Rabiot, McKenny, and Locatelli makes zero sense. I don't care what you say. Defensively, tactic. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It made no. It never makes sense. Those three players do not complement each other well. Do I like McKenny? I like McKenny a lot. Do I like Locatelli? I like Locatelli a lot. Rabiot, he has his moments, but those three together don't work. It was begging for number one. Locatelli is wasted as a regista. I constantly keep saying it. He needs to play in a box-to-box yeah. role where he could go up and provide goals. You need Artur or Zakaria. To play as a as a defensive midfielder and provide that balance, it had it was calling for them to be switched. The second thing is this, the substitutions from Allegri. I mean, what were yeah, you waiting bad. for? That was really bad. What Quadrado Quadra- played? Quadrado played ten minutes. First of all, Quadrado. Let's say and straight, he set up the goal. Quadrado should be a starter, and if he's not a starter, you got to give him at least thirty minutes because he the past few seasons he's been one of the only players that made it work Didn't for you. He got the corner kick. He got the corner kick at the end. He won I'm it. Pretty sure it was he him won that it? earned the corner kick. Bro, he makes things happen. He makes. He's so but underrated. Giving him, but giving him ten minutes. No, that's and disrespectful. Then the midfield never changed. So for me, tactically, that was a mistake from Allegri. 
um, in my opinion. And I guess the disappointment for there comes in because I think that if they did switch that, I think that they could have push, pushed and got a win. They do get lucky at the end because they, they scored this goal from Danilo. And that, that gave me reminiscence of the Juventus of old, that no matter what, you know, they're never out. And I kept saying, the big thing that we kept talking about amongst our friend group, I said Juventus can't lose this match. There was no way with everything on display that they could lose the match. Disappointing. I wasn't 100% convinced that they could win it. I think that in the end, considering everything, a tie was a fair result for both sides. Considering the chances, considering the way that each team played, I think maybe maybe the way that it comes doesn't feel like fair because they score in the last second and they yeah. miss open net. Yeah. But overall, open looking over, yeah. I think a tie was fair. Two controversial moments. Okay. Chesney, uh, do you think uh, it was yeah. a red card? or? or I no? mean... I we had this explained to us by a yeah. professional referee. She agreed with the call. She said that it was the, the right decision. I thought Chesney should have been given a yellow card because they played advantage. Muriel messed up. There were still Locatelli and I think Bonucci back there. So I don't think it was a red card. I think it still should have been a yellow card for a foul afterwards. That's my only thing. I thought my my first uh, scenario was, oh, that's a straight red, 100%. That's a red. He's gonna get. Uh, they're gonna give it. But then I did see that. Yeah, he wasn't really last man. Um, but he came crushing like a bulldozer. Uh, regardless, so maybe it was fair. Um, it was fair that uh, they played advantage and you know they gave him a, a shot, which you know we always say give advantage, give advantage, give advantage. Um, but overall, I, I do think it was a correct decision. The other one was uh, Hatabor, who had a high studs. Now that one again, mm. I thought that one was a straight. Look, I thought it was going to be a straight red card. Very dangerous. On the that looked I mean, very his, dangerous. his his leg is as high as it goes. Mm. Again, we had a professional referee, Christina Uncle. She said it was the right call. She said a yellow card was the right call. That seems tough. That For seems me, tough. I thought it was more, but yeah. whatever. I, I don't want to get into the this moments yeah. of, of. And I just want to say, um, the goal of the year contender for Malinowski. Goal of the I don't know. There's been a lot of good goals. Contender, you gotta give it a contender. It was a six shot. Yo, we had some good goals in we, Serie A, bro. The which way he, the, the way he hits we had this weekend that that I was looking at, and I said, my God, Leao, Leao was that was me, good. Leao was, was one was of the good. best goals. Technically, that's just so hard to do. That was very hard. What? I'm not saying a winner. I'm just putting in that category where we can vote afterwards. Yeah, ones. there is some good. But it, was yo, a, it was a fantastic. The thing strike. with Malinowski, though, he's so, he's so consistent with those long yeah. range shots. He's Why really did they? They they give him too much space. I like him a lot. They're gonna, they're gonna outside the box. That. There's there's few players that are better Very than him at striking a ball. There was nothing Chesney could have done about it. And I think if Chesney that would have put his hand on it, I think his, would, hand his hand would have left. Yeah, his hand would have yeah. broke. Fabian's also a good one outside the box too. But fa- but it's I think, different. He's dude, finesse. But Malinowski, He's finesse. If you you know uh, for the baseball, the batting ranges where it hits, mm-hmm. where you can hit, hit the thing, see how powerful it is. I think Malinowski probably has the strongest shot in the league. Probably they gotta they gotta uh, measure that. They they're gotta probably, check that out. That's Bro, it's gotta be yeah, so sure. strong. Um, let's just uh, why don't we just go over the uh, matches next week? Let's preview them real quick. We got the Derby de la Mole on uh, Friday. We're gonna be doing a studio show on Paramount Plus. If anyone uh, wants to watch, uh, oh, that'll boy. that'll be live. It'll be fun. Finally, the Derby de la Mole, where it feels like Juventus might not just run away with it. And I know it's weird saying because Torino just lost 2-1 to Venezia. But Torino and Juric's side is a team that likes to play. Brecolo has been a really good player for them. Sanabria scores a bunch of goals. Bobega's going to be... Bobega in the back is a really strong defender. By the way, Bremer, underrated player. Watch out for really him. Under, and I was going to say, Bobega, he had just had nasal uh, nasal surgery. So he's going to be with a mask he's like playing. Oshiman. They're saying he's going to be playing with, uh, with one of those masks. Juventus, yeah. again, a moment that you can't slip up. This is a game, you know, never really... It means more to Torino than it does to Juventus. They they pray for for getting some points. For Juventus, it's just been a foregone conclusion that they're going to win. 
Um, and I think that, again, Friday, every game for Juventus becomes a final towards the end of the season because missing out on Champions League with the squad that you have would be a total disaster and nightmare. And I think that uh, Friday, Juventus, Juventus will win. Um, I mean, the first leg, I remember Juventus uh, winning at the end. But up to that point where uh, I think Juric started play, uh, putting defensive players, um, up to that point, that's when they got scared. So I think Juric learned from that. And I think Torino's going to grab a draw. Tie? Yeah. That would be a disaster for Juventus if they tie. It, it would. Sampdoria, Empoli. Uh, Sampdoria, again, they, they did not show up against Milan. But then so they'll strange. be 4 Sassuolo. Uh, in, the, in the match before. Uh, Empoli is a side that plays really good football. They got Pino Monti, who has nine goals in the Serie A. Same amount as Kamaka. I know we made a post about that. I'll go with a draw. I'm going to say uh, Sampdoria have to win this game. A 1-0. Hopefully we see Jovinko. That would be nice. Yep. Roma-Verona. Oh, that's a very tough This is a, a tough, tough match. One. Verona is an extremely attacking side. I think they have... 13 goals in their last six matches. And Bar- Barak's lighting it up over there. They're uh, they're also an up-and-down side. They started really great when Tudor came in, and then they started to dip. They got back last week against Udinese. Mm. I think it was 4-0. Roma, again, you're playing at home. You're playing against Verona side. I think that momentum would be really low if you don't get a win. So I'll go with a Roma win, but a high-scoring match between mm. these. I can see like a 3-2 or yeah, 3-2, something like that. Roma can lose. Roma has to win this game. There's gonna be or Mourinho is gonna be a hot seat. Yeah, two zero for Roma. Salernitana, Milan. Salernitana today, they're sacked uh, Colantuono. They were thinking about bringing in Andrea Pirlo. I was praying that Pirlo learned the word no since the <laughs> last time that he was uh, asked to take a job. I think uh I think it would be a disaster if he did. But I think you saw they yeah. getting... Davide uh, Nicola, uh, the relegation he master. He one time. He's very close to he signing. He will not save Salernitana from going down. They're Nothing. not too far. They're not too far. Put, put your money no, where your mouth I'm is. not saying it. Put your money where your mouth is. I'm a, I'm a dreamer, guys. But no, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Never. I'm just saying there's Never a chance. It's not I'm like sorry, crazy. Salernitana. Well, it's a little crazy. Milan will win. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, Milan's They can't winning. slip up. Milan's definitely Milan's winning. got this. They know what's at that. At their uh, disposal. Manana assist. I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, he's got the same amount of assists as Rabiot this season. I'm not that surprised. <laughs> Fiorentina, Atalanta. Oh, me. Strong match. Fiorentina just strong. came off a 2-1 win to Spezia. We were just watching. But, Late winner. You know, they were attacking. They were going forward. But even Atal- at one point, risk. They're playing at the Franchi. They're not playing at uh, in Bergamo. Atalanta. Better for Atalanta. They love their away record. I think that Atalanta, after everything that they just did to get a point against Juventus, you slip up to Fiorentina would be a big mess but again this weekend actually a means a one. lot that's a tough if Juventus one. win on Friday the pressure on Atalanta, Atalanta strikes and Fiorentina are a side that like to cause upset mm. they like to play a good style with Italiano Pionte scored his first goal in Serie A tricky fixture I'm gonna go with the tie Ooh, that's a tough I think Fiorentina could definitely do a surprise but I gotta put my money at that all. They're, they're gonna they need they gotta secure that top four if they wanna do anything so they need a win here Venezia Genoa this is just a relegation battle Blessing join Genoa uh, you know three three ties in a row uh, everybody's obsessed with this guy's style I, I don't see it I mean he ties, he ties all the just bottom a mentality yeah great mentality you got three three ties when you need a win uh, Venezia, I think Venezia is going to win this match. I hope that they win this match. I'm going. Uh, I'm on Venezia's side. I want them to stay up in uh, in Serie. A. I say Venezia win. Direct battle though between mm-hmm. these two teams. If one of them lose, you really you you understand that um, that you're going to go to Serie B. Most likely, you're going to go to Serie B. I say uh, Blessing is going to get another draw, one one. I w- you know what? <laughs> I I feel like it's a draw. I'm kind of more so hoping for Venezia. Inter Sassuolo, another strong match. Wow, we got we got some attacking games. Every game in Serie A becomes attacking. Inter, 
cannot slip up, even though Sassuolo are the giant killers. They didn't get any points against Inter in the season. They're one of the big teams that they couldn't uh, get anything against. Inter, you did too much to get to this point. This would be a total nightmare if they slipped up in this match. I don't think it would be crazy if Sassuolo pulled something out of their bag. It's going to be a hard-form match. This one, I feel like, is going to go into the 90th minute, but 2-1 Inter will win. Might I add, Brozovic is suspended for this game. Oh, that's right. You got a yellow, Bastoni yellow is, card. Bastoni is as well. Uh, yeah, Bastoni is... Does that change? Does that change anything for you? No, they're too good. Yeah. Actually, Brozovic is an amazing player. He is, he's good. He does but a lot still, of dirty work. No. What do you say? What's the prediction? Inter can lose. Yeah. They can. Inter they win? just can't. Inter win. Yeah, they can. Uh, Udinese, Lazio. Lazio win. Yeah. They got this. Lazio's winning. Uh, Cagliari, Napoli. Even though Cagliari have like started they to got wake a little up fire. all of a sudden... Napoli, again, you just you've come too yeah. far to slip up against Cagliari, and Napoli has the quality. They will beat Cagliari. Yeah, three one Napoli. Did that rhyme? Napoli has the quality. Quality. They will beat Cagliari. A quality Cagliari. Yeah, kind of? a little bit. I'm a poet. <laughs> I didn't even know it. You know where that's from? That Anyone far? know where that's from? No. Uh, Bologna, Spezia. Ooh. Bologna, Bologna has been so lackluster, style. bro. They're they play so such a boring, terrible style. Mihanovic got to wake so up over there. Them. The only thing that's cool is Spezia watching is his win. kicks every uh, Spezia weekend. Spezia's going to win. Spezia play a nice style. I think they're going to win. Nah, it's going to be 2-2. 2-2. All yeah. right. Uh, guys, you can catch all the action on Paramount+, Plus, which is our premium sponsor. Make sure link is in the top of the description. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Leave a comment. Leave oh, your yeah. thoughts. Say that we're wrong, we're right, whatever you want to tell us. You have something else to add? I mean... Oh. The European games. We got the Champions League. We got the Europa League. Guys, do not miss out. We're we are streaming. Inter. We're streaming Inter. And then we're going to do the Napoli game on Napoli? Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got to do that one. All right, That's guys. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Subscribe. Like the video. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys.